ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Enjoy the show. Well, I was a fanatic. There's no doubt a fanatic. My goal was to get carried out of the wrestling room because of exhaustion, and it never happened. The thing it did for me every day about 6 o'clock is that when I got out, I looked back in, and there was nobody else there. Bottom line was I didn't reach my goal. So guess what happened? I went back in the room again. But I got some quality time because of just some kind of a fanatic goal. Welcome back to Wrestling Change My Life Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Warner. Thanks for listening, people. We did it. We're back for another episode. And today's guest is Kevin Williams, who is not a big name in the wrestling circles, but is a legitimate badass. And here are a couple reasons why. The guy went to West Point, the military academy, on a football scholarship, after wrestling in high school, and then went to serve our country in combat as a unit leader in Iraq. And if that wasn't enough... The guy goes and gets his MBA from Michigan, which is one of the top management schools in the country. So this guy has his shit together. And I think what you'll learn in this podcast is he just has a ton of discipline, right? The guy gets up at 4.15 every morning and he seeks out the hard things each and every day, which I think is something we can all learn from. So appreciate you listening. Enjoy this one. And we'll see you again soon. All right, Kevin Williams. How you doing, my friend? I'm well. How are you? Awesome, man. Pumped to have you Good. on today. Um, I know we go way back. We know each other for you know, probably five or six years now. So, you know, have been wanting to have this conversation for a while, man. So I'm excited. Um, I know we've talked about a number of ways we could take this, but I think just to start, just to let the listeners know who they're dealing with here, hit them with your morning routine, man. Let's see, let's see what it looks like for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, my, 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 at least during the weekdays, right? My, Wake up is 4.15. Um, no, get dressed, and I'm, I'm out of the door uh, by 4.30 at the latest, right? So out of the door at 4.30, head to the gym, get a workout in, um, shower, change at the gym, and I'm usually at my desk at the absolute latest, 7.15. Usually try to get there by about 7 um, to start my work day. Um, you know, typical work day, go through the day, pick up the, pick up the kids at the end of the day, um, come home, play with them, put them to bed. Um, sometimes, you know, I'll hop on the, I'll hop on the Peloton after work. Um, sometimes I'll just relax. Sometimes I'll do more work, usually in bed by about 10, 10 30 and rinse and repeat. Now. What if you wake up and you're not feeling it that day? You're feeling tired. I mean, you sleep in or you just keep going, man. And if you did, what do you tell yourself when you don't want to? Because we all know how that feels waking up super early when you got a light night of sleep. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's, there's days where I absolutely don't want to do it. Um, but but I, I, I force myself to do it. Right. Part, part of the reason I, I, I wake up at 4.15 um, for uh, – a few different reasons, right? Um, the two main ones are that, you know, I, I want to work out, and I know that if I wake up at 4.15, I'm not going to have to answer any work emails. I'm not going to have to answer any phone calls. The kids aren't going to be awake, right? So I know that if I wake up at 4.15, that can be my time, right? So that's one reason why I do it. 
The other reason why I wake up at 4.15 is because waking up at 4.15 isn't always easy. Right? So the, the challenge behind it intrigues me. The challenge behind waking up at 4.15 on days where I absolutely do not want to get out of bed, that's half the reason why I do it. It's to kind of force myself to do challenging stuff. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what most people don't have. And even people who think they're, they're disciplined, um, like even like me, like there'll be at least one day every other week where I sad to admit I hit the snooze button, man. I wake up at, I normally wake up at five, I wake up at six and my whole day's off because of it. It's, it's crazy how these little decisions cascade and multiply over the course of days and even years if you don't get your stuff in check, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit and tell you that I haven't missed a day, right? But I've missed a day or two here and there. And, and when I do, like you said, it absolutely throws my whole day off, right? So I've, and, you know, the whole day I'm just, man, I wish I would have gotten up, man, you know, I've kind of beat myself up. So, uh, right. you know, I've, I've suffered the quote unquote con- consequences, if you, if I should, if you dare to call them that, of, of not doing <laughs> it, right? So I, I just, I just, Every morning, 4.15, wake up, no matter how I feel, um, and, and get my day going. You just get it done. It's just easier if you have that standard. You just hold yourself to that standard. Now, what about your workouts? I mean, you're you're super in shape guy. Um, you know, you got kids, you got a family, but what do your wor- workouts consist of? And I, I remember the one time you told me, <laughs> you're like, dude, no matter what it is, like, I do the opposite of what I don't want to do, which is like, <laughs> most, people, most people go to the gym, they're like, Man, it's supposed to be a cardio day, but maybe I'll just lift. And so they lift instead. But you literally do what you don't want to do. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that, the, the majority of the time, that is true. Right now, um, you, you, I've, I've got to be careful not to end up doing the same thing over and over again. But you know, today was a perfect example. Right. So um, didn't get quite as much sleep last night as I would have liked. Um, today was one of those mornings where I didn't where I was dragging. I didn't want to get out of bed, but I forced myself. Um, and, and so, you know, it was like a, as I'm getting to the gym, it was one of those low energy mornings, right? So what do I least want to do on a low energy morning? It's cardio. So what do I force myself to do this morning? I forced myself into a cardio workout. <laughs> um, just to, just to, to you know, to, to, to push myself into, um, you know, to show myself that I'm capable of doing it. Um, it but yeah, it I mean, so it's all about the challenge much. and all about pushing yourself. And that's the thing. And it's like, in this day and age, we're so cushioned with things that, you know, 500 years ago, a thousand years ago, it would have been nothing to work out for an hour a day. Like that would have been the easiest day of your life. And now it's, it's an accomplishment if we get an hour in and it is, I mean, it's, it's a big gift. You get, you know, an hour in five, six days a week. That's, you're in like the 1%, but it's just amazing how what your mind's telling you is really not even close to your physical limit. Like you probably could have been on the treadmill for five hours a day and been fine if you had to, you know? So it's like those limits are so self-imposed. Drives me nuts how many people are walking around out there with these self-imposed beliefs that are just restricting things so much. It's hard to, hard to I, get I, absolutely, I absolutely agree with you. Absolutely agree. I mean, granted, you, I mean, you've got to be careful, right? Because there, there are some, some actual limitations out there, right? But, you know, one, th- what I've, one thing I've learned about myself is that a lot of the, a lot of the, the limitations 
are actually perceived limitations, right? Mm-hmm. They're just they're, they're mental barriers that I've created in my own head for for whatever reason. Um, and, and so for me, it's all about, you know, training myself, preparing myself to overcome those barriers, right? And, and for me, it, you know, doing that in the gym and, and pushing myself in the gym, um, you know, past what I think I'm capable of doing, like, right, that, for me, that translates into what I think I'm capable of doing and accomplishing at work or at home, right? Because you, you get in these stressful situations or these situations where you don't think that you can, you can achieve something for whatever reason. Um, and, and, you know, I'm always trying to train my mind and body to deal with those situations. And, and so for me, it, it translates into all the facets of life. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I actually didn't think about that, but I mean, you're a man of control. I mean, it, it, a lot of people can go to the gym and get a good workout and, and stay at it, but, um, and I know a lot of guys who do that, but in the rest of their life, they're falling short, right? They're, they're average at their job. They're yelling at their girlfriend. They're drinking too much, but you're, you're able to carry that control, as I call it, in all areas of your life. But I'm, I'm just curious, um, like, what are some things you struggled with in the past that you feel like you're, you've overcome or maybe you're still working on them, even if it was like back in high school or whatever, like, what, is, what does that look like for you? Um, well, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have a down pack, right? But, um, yeah. you know, I, gosh, I would like say, me, no, one, one was, of the, I was going to say for go me, ahead, one, go ahead. no, no, yeah, so one always used to be for me was that, you know, I, I just, I used to tell myself that I wasn't good at with numbers or whatever, right? I don't know why. I just always thought that. And then as you get into my job with sales, you know, you're working with numbers quite a bit. You're working on proposals, ROI, stuff like that. And so finally one day, like a year and a half ago, I was just like, why the hell do you keep telling yourself you're not good at numbers? Just freaking fix it and get over it. You know, so it was, yeah. it was small and it was kind of inconsequential, but just something that I've been telling myself for a long time. And I don't know why, you know, it's like bizarro, but I'm um, wondering if anything pops to mind with you in that area that you've been working on. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a number of things that I'm working on, right? So, I mean, it's similar to kind of what you just said, right? I'm Looking back in life, you know, I never really enjoyed writing. Like, I always enjoyed numbers, right? I was always very analytical. I never enjoyed writing. Um, and, and, you know, as I've kind of gone on this path of continually challenging myself, it's kind of, it's helped flip my mind frame in terms of why is it you don't enjoy writing and what can you do about it versus just sitting back and saying, Oh, I don't enjoy writing and the buck stops there. All right. Um, so that, um, you know, I'm always, you know, obviously, as you know, we have twin boys. And so, you know, I'm always working on, um, you know, my, my patience, um, my communication, um, you know, how I interact with them, what can I do to better interact with them? What can I do to better be, be a better husband, a better father? Um, so those are the things that jump out at me. Uh, yeah. I'm sure if you're asked, I'm sure if you ask my wife, she could. Be- <laughs> Shout out to Stacy, powerful Stacy and William. <laughs> um, you know, we've talked a lot about, kind of the things you're doing now, but I'd love to just understand, how do you think you got to this point? So, so growing up, I grew up in, um, 
<clears throat> in Los Angeles, California, more more specifically in, in Inglewood. Um, and you know, it was one of those. I was I was I was always very competitive as a kid, as a young kid, right? So played played multiple sports as a kid. Um, you know, I can very much relate to the you know the the, the saying of I. I hate losing more than I like winning. Uh, losing always stings more than the euphoria of winning for me. Uh, mm-hmm. and so I was always I was always very very competitive as a uh, as a kid, right? And and it wasn't just like on you know an athletic field; it was in academics. Like I wanted to out, I wanted to beat everybody, you know, on a test or get the best grade out of, out of anyone, right? And so. Um, it's just something that's that's that, that stuck with me um, throughout my life, right? One of the, you know, I, I went to West Point, right? One of the one of the main reasons I went to West Point was, um, you know, I looked at the possible opportunities that I had of, for colleges, and I said, which one do you, do you think is going to be the most challenging? Right, and it was West Point, right? And so that's one of the main reasons why why I chose to go to West Point. Um, and so I don't know. It's just something the the idea of of challenging of challenging myself and challenging yourself and and overcoming those challenges, overcoming those mental barriers, and, and learning from them. Um, that process is, is fascinating to me. And what do you think? What do you think it is between two people where they see something that they've never done before? And maybe at first it instills some fear in both people, but then in you, you see it as an, you get excited about it because it's an opportunity to grow, whereas someone else maybe would see that and they kind of shriek away because they don't want to get out of their comfort zone. I think the big thing I've taken away is that you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to push yourself daily, um, sometimes down to the hour, in order to grow. Like, is that something that, that resonates with you, that kind of growth through challenges? Absolutely. I, so I, I agree with what you said 100%. 100% absolutely agree with you. Um, you know, I think, I think that, you know, as, as, as we chase, as we face challenges and obstacles um, w- within our daily lives, um, you know, sometimes, they, sometimes they, they, they can seem insurmountable, right? Uh, one, but one thing that I've, I've found that, that, that helps me is you know when I when I whenever I whenever it is I face a challenge I try to understand okay why is it that this thing is that whatever it is I'm facing why is this a challenge right there's 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 some type of of uh, um, constraint out there usually that's creating that's causing it to be a challenge whether the the constraint is is time right maybe at work with a certain task, or whatever you're trying to do, the constraint is time, right? And so therefore, whatever it is you're trying to get done, you perceive it as being challenging because you have a finite period of time to get whatever, you know, that job is done. Um, right. If it's something physical, right, that maybe the, the, the constraint is my perceived physical abilities, right? And, and, so, and so basically, I try to like whittle it down, right? And so all right, if it's time or if it's my physical constraints, try to rule it down to a very minute level and then understand, okay, what can I do? What can I do to, to 
achieve this small or overcome this small barrier, right? And that builds up to another barrier. Okay, what can I do to achieve that small barrier? Because if you try to look at it holistically, you can very easily become overwhelmed, right? If you just look at challenges like, okay, I've got to get X, Y, and Z done, and here are my constraints, and I just don't know how to deal with all this. Right, but if you're able to break it down, if you're able to take that problem and break it down to, to much smaller levels and things that that you can actually see yourself doing and overcoming, then you begin to gain some momentum, right? And then you, be, you begin to believe in yourself. And you're like, oh, I can do this. I can do more, right? And, and, and so that's, for me, that thought process has really helped me in terms of understanding how to approach challenges, understanding, um, and the understanding how to to overcome and achieve them. Where'd you learn that? Like, when did that stick with you? You think? Because I love that. Um, you know, I don't, Maybe I don't know. Like when the when the light bulb yeah. when the light bulb went off in my head. Um, but it's it's it, I you know it's probably something I, I said I've learned over time. Yeah. Right. That you know. You know, I'm I'm not going to go out and swim the English Channel right now, right? But okay, if I need to swim the English Channel, like what do I need to do? Right, right, or right. Okay, I, yep. I need to do this first, and then do this, and this. And if I if I complete these dozen different things, you know what? I'll be ready to swim the English Channel. Right. Yep. Exactly. Um, so so I, I you know I don't. I I can't point to a definitive point in time where you know the light bulb went in my head, went off in my head, but it was it was maybe just one of those you know kind of these things just been it's just been learned over time. Well, for someone who puts themselves in the fires day after day, I mean, you were glancing over a big part that in many people's lives this might be the highlight of their life, but this is just a piece of your journey. You played Division One sports, um, Division One football at West Point. You went to West Point, which is, you know, a challenge in itself. And then you went on to serve four years uh, in active duty in the in the thick of things over in the Middle East. I mean, if you had to look back on 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 your life, like what of of those three things do you think shaped your shaped your life the most? Maybe it's you know college football, West Point, or or active service. Like what what one had the most impact, and, and maybe why? Um. I would say it's just the whole West Point experience. Yeah. Of those three things, um, of those three, probably had the, the the biggest impact on my life. Um, you know, West Point was just it was such a a different and unique experience compared to what anything that I ever been through, um, and. You know, it, it it starts off very intense, right? But then you're you're in this environment for for four years, right? So you're in this 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 environment that they call West Point for four years, um, and it it can't help but rub off on you or or have an impact on you, right? If if you're in that environment for four years. Um, it, it's going to it's going to have an impact on you. Um, so I, I would do, I would say the, the the whole West Point experience. Yeah. Um, definitely. 
this the discipline out there is so insane to me. I mean, you think about it, that's just another way to, that's just another way how people live. And to your point, we're so adaptable at, over time. That's just your normal life. You know, I mean, getting up at God knows whatever time, making your bed to this degree. And then you just, just having discipline, you know, all throughout your day. I mean, some people might think it's constraining, but there's a guy I listened to, Jocko Wilnick, who was a Navy SEAL, and he has a podcast, and his kind of motto is discipline equals freedom, because if you're disciplined with your, with your time, disciplined with your thoughts and with your actions, you actually have more time to do other things because you're not wasting time and you're not you know, mudding your mind with regret or self-doubt. Like you're just doing things when they need to be done, and then you, through that, you get more freedom in your life. It just sounds kind of similar to what you're talking about there. So that is absolutely correct. And here's a perfect example of that, right? So at West Point, the thing about West Point is that, and you know, that I, that I learned and that actually, you know, really helped me at West Point is, so they tell you where you need to be. So they tell you to be a point X. They tell you when you need to be there. They tell you what you need to be wearing. And they tell you when you when you show up to Point X at this time in this uniform, you need to know these half a dozen things. And if you take the time to prepare to make sure your uniform looks correct, to make sure that you're there on time, to make sure you know the things that you're supposed to know, you get the freedom. Right, because at that point, the upperclassmen, they see you and they say, okay, you know, Kevin's got his stuff together. You know, Cadet X over here, John Doe over here doesn't. We're all right. going to spend our time screwing with John Doe. And, you know, what, what, what ends up happening is they monopolize your time and they waste all your time, right? So John Doe over there doesn't have the freedom because he didn't take the time, he or she didn't take the time to prepare himself adequately to show up at point X at the right time in the right uniform that looks good and to know the right stuff that he was supposed to know. Right? But if you take right. the time to repair, you, 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 you put the time in, they'll leave you alone for the most part. Right. And I learned that very early at West Point. I was like, okay, I, I, I understand what's going on here. If I just show up at the right time, the right place, the right uniform, I know what I'm supposed to know. They'll, they'll leave me alone 80% of the time. And that equates to, I don't know, another hour every day that I get to my, yep. myself. You know, and I'm willing to play those 15 the, minutes to get that hour. Right. And it's, it's the physical time. And then something I've learned, or it's really set in lately, is like just the mental time. Like, like for example, going back to that situation where let's say you slept in and missed a workout. Yeah, I, I only missed. 60 minutes of the day by sleeping from five to six, but the mental, like the mental cloudiness and just con constantly thinking back and regretting that hour worth of sleeping, that might last 12 hours. Right. And that is to me, the real drawback of that lack of discipline. So to your point, I mean, you get an hour back in the day, but you're feeling pretty good the rest of the day mentally, because you know, you got it done when it needed to happen. So like, right. it's like the physical time, but also just the mental peace of mind, which I think, seems to be more important as you get a little bit older in life. And you know, we're not that old, but that's just, it's just kind of, that's really ringing true in the past couple of years to me, at least. 
No, you're right. And and one thing, and I, you know, I try to repeat this with the family, right? But you know, the importance of thinking, of not being short-minded, right? Thinking long-term, right? And so I think that you know that it kind of parallels what you were just saying, right? So yeah, not thinking about what what's going to bring me the most satisfaction, the most gratitude right now in this, you know, this moment that I'm in right now, but what's best for me more long-term. Maybe harder, but it's going to be better for me. Right. And choosing that path. Yep. I want to hit on uh, just a few quick things before we let you go here, Kevin. So the, the kind of the first is I always ask every guest about this because I'm always fascinated by this, the talk we have with ourselves. You know, some people call it self-talk, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, some high performers, I had an Olympic uh, Olympic wrestler on here about two months ago, and he had a very regimented thing that he would say to himself before every match just to get himself in the right mental place. Um, I had another guy on where, you know, he had something he'd say to himself in a really tough situation where you think of like the, the most pressure cooker situation you've had in your life where self-doubt could creep in. He had a mantra to kind of keep that out. So I'm wondering. Like if you think back to the most stressful time of your life and you don't have to tell us what it is, but like, did you have like self-talk that you like that conversation you had with yourself that gets you over that hump to just say, Hey, you're not going to give up. You're going to keep going. You're going to keep pushing. I mean, or do you try to keep a clear and empty mind? Like kind of, how do you think about that? And what, what's that conversation like for you when those moments really, really count? Yeah. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's a, uh, You know, I, I'm I'm always like I'm like I mentioned earlier. I'm I'm always trying to prepare myself for that next stressful moment, right? And that's that's part of the reason why I try to stress myself so much when I go to the gym, right? Why I do what I don't want to, why I wake up at 4:15, why I, I choose to do what I don't feel like doing that day, right? Is because it creates some stress within my body that I've got to deal with and I've got to manage. Right. And, and so, but what that does is it, is it prepares me to deal with stress in real life situations when, you know, stuff is really stressful. Um, yeah. And, and so, so for me, it's not, you know, there isn't a particular saying that I, I, I say to myself um, when I, you know, when I'm in stressful situations, more so mm -hmm. than it's, you know, than I just, more so than I just take a moment to reflect on on some of the stressful situations that I've had. Um, and, you know, when I say I take a moment, it, it could be two, three seconds, depending on, you know, right. what the stressful situation is. But I, I just reflect on some of the stressful situations that I've, 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 I've been in and the fact that I've overcome them. Right. And it's, you know, you haven't failed yet. You're not going to fail now. Right. Like Kevin, you haven't, you, you haven't allowed yourself to fail yet. And now is not the time or place. Right. So let's figure out how to yep. get this done. Exactly. Love right. That. But okay. the, you know, always the, for me, always trying to, to stress my mind and my body, you know, basically every day starting out with the gym, um, you know, helps me prepare 
it helps me deal with and manage those, those, those types of situations. Yeah, it's got it so uh, similar to what this guy kind of calls callousing the mind. Like every day you go to the gym, you're callousing your hands, maybe your feet, but really you're callousing the mind because every time you get through one of those little bits of just, hey, I don't want to do this. And even, even when you're already in the workout, I mean, it happens every time. It's like you can count on one thing. You can count on some part of your mind trying to talk you out of doing the last set of the workout. But if you push through that, you know, you develop a little bit more callous on the mind and you keep going and keep going. You just get you know, stronger up there. And that's really what it's about. Um, that's a perfect analogy. That's a perfect callous in the mind. I like that. Yeah. I can't take credit for it, but, uh, um, <laughs> it's something that stuck with me because it's just so such an easy saying though, because we can all relate to that. Um, right. And, you know, I know the theme of this podcast is, is, uh, you know, how wrestling impacted someone's life. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. We don't have only, Olympic level wrestlers on here. We have business leaders. We have, um, you know, ultimate fighters on here. Really, the gamut. Um, but I know you had some experience with wrestling, uh, even if it was a little bit. But if you can think back to that, I mean, what what if anything did did the sport give you, just based on kind of all the incredible experiences you had in your life? Um, <clears throat> you know, if I if I look back at you know my time that I spent wrestling, like you said, it wasn't a long time, but. You know, if I look back at my time I spent wrestling, if it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. Mental toughness, right? So, right. Of, you know, wrestling, soccer, um, football, track and field, right? Those are the four sports I participated, I played in high school. Um, wrestling was by far the most challenging sport I've ever participated in, right? And so, um, the, the the mental toughness it took to prepare myself for a match, the mental toughness and discipline it took to cut and maintain weight, um, and then the mental toughness it took to, to get through a match, right? I mean, it's, it's mano-a-mano out there, right? It's like you're, there's, there's right. no one else you can, you can rely on or lean on. Um, and, and so the mental toughness and mental fortitude it took, you know, to, to get through some of those really trying, exhausting situations. Um, was it was probably the the biggest thing that I took away from wrestling. Yeah, I mean you couldn't couldn't have said it better there with the mental toughness, and it's it's just it's cool to hear someone like you say that because you've been through so many experiences that maybe you would have have shaped that as well. But it, it's cool to hear you say that, even that you know maybe two I don't know how long you wrestled, but maybe a couple of years you wrestled that that sticks out to you, and that's why you know I think it's just so important that. um you don't have to do wrestling as a, as a kid, but I think you're better off for it. And I think that's kind of the central thesis of this is that, Hey, let's, let's get some of these stories out there that it's not just a, a meathead maybe going in there with, <laughs> with his buddies. It, it's a, it's a lot more to that. And it's, it's, um, you're developing something I think is a rare commodity now, which is that mental toughness or, or, or unmitigating daily discipline you have with yourself. So I, I just love hearing stories about that. And I think just, just to know that someone like you who has all the experience you have as, as that kind of perspective on it is, is very exciting. Um, Hey man, I, I just wanted to, you know, thank you for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciated it. I know you got, you got a family, you got the twins running around. I don't know if they're at the house or if they're still at daycare, man, but uh, thanks for your time today, brother. I had a great time. That's the end of this episode, but definitely not the end of the show. For more episodes, please go to wrestlingchangemylife.org. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a star rating. Show the love, baby. Show the love. Thank you so much. We'll see you again soon.
Peace.